This is the Wits Up Women in Triathlon podcast, where you will soon find out that it actually has nothing to do with triathlon and every bit to do with the people within the sport of triathlon. My name is Steph Hansen. I am the chief of Wits Up, and between you and I, I am digging this new music. It takes me back to my childhood or teenagehood or whatever, you know, when Friends was on TV and you tried to clap along to the soundtrack, and I bet you still try to do that. Anyway, it has been a while between podcast drinks, so instead of me continuing to bang on, let's get stuck into a bit of fun, well, a lot of fun, with the well-chatty Vicky Holland, who I caught up with back in July at a barbecue at Susie Chittam's house in the UK. They have to wear these, not because they do anything, but I look cool. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. When I did it with Bella, she's like, do I need headphones? I'm like, no. Can I have some headphones? <laughs> yeah, because I feel a little bit left out right now, if I'm honest with you. It's like, that is it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You get headphones, but not me. Oh, yeah, really. sorry, man. <laughs> um, okay, so when you talk, you're going to have to stay pretty close to that. Yeah, why don't I move myself in now? Yeah. And have you have, have you done many podcasts? Uh, done a couple. I did uh, The Real Starkey, um, and then I've done like a British one that, it used to be called like Cup of Try, but it's changed mm. its name. I can't remember what it's changed. To it. Oxygen Addict. That's is that it. is that right? Yeah. That's is the one. that that's the one with um um Helen? Helen. Yeah. 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 So I've done those two. Oh, cool. But um, have you ever done them face to face? No, both of those were. I'm pretty sure both of them were like literally Skype interviews essentially. Yeah. Um. So no, you are the first. And how pro does this setup look? Pretty pro. I mean, we've got wine. What else do we need? <laughs> And beer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also a little bit of leftover orange juice. But yeah, yeah. Nibbles? And nibbles. <laughs> uh, the, the perfect for uh, nibble for podcasting crispy chips. No, yeah. what do you call them? Uh, just crisps. Crisps. Yeah. So we call them chips, but yeah. chips for you is... It's fries. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. What fries? Potato chips. So no, potato chips are those. Wait, hang on. <laughs> Wait, what do you call... Hot chips, you call them fries. Yeah. No, we no, we call them chips, but you, call you the, would call them fries. Wouldn't no, you? we call them chip. We call both <laughs> chips. We're just, we're just lazy. We call everything chips. Anything is chips. Everything is chips. Anything and everything is chips. <laughs> yeah, I'm recording at the moment. Oh, awesome. This, this, is, this best, is going well. Best start to a podcast ever. Uh, okay, so I need, you, I need you to tuck in close. Oh, yeah. Get a bit closer. Yeah, just saves me... In, post-production editing. I feel like I want my face in this um, yeah. contraption now. But, it's, are yeah. you a spitter? It stops you from oh, spitting into microphone. I hope not, but maybe. <laughs> I've never been told, but maybe uh, maybe I am. I, well, I well, I think... No, I, I have I have an overproductive self-diagnose. <laughs> Wait, you're I'm, a spitter, is what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> I think I'm sharing way too much, and this is officially well, the see, second is, time I've met This is overshare, you. yeah. Very early on overshare. Yeah, but I'm okay with it. I don't... Yeah. That, you well, I asked you before if anything is out of bounds, and you said no. No, nope, so spitting everything. Everything. Yeah. I have overproductive salivary. I'm a dribbler when I sleep. Overproductive <laughs> salivary glands. Self-diagnosed, but yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I haven't been informed of the dribbling situation, <laughs> but maybe we should get Reese in here because he could probably tell us if I am a dribbler in my sleep. Maybe I am. I don't right. know. Okay, we'll find out. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. our listeners are really not. keen to find out whether the Olympic bronze medalist drivels in her sleep. We'll, yeah. I love the tangent that we've got on straight away. Straight away, yeah. Um, I've actually really been looking forward to talking to you because this is the second time we've actually 
met each other face yep. to face. Hamburg a couple of years ago, I yeah. think was the first oh, one. I'm impressed. Oh yeah, I remember. Really? <laughs> of course I do. Well I remember I'm... speaking to you at the finish line with Nan. Well, and that's why I'm excited because you two were hilarious. <laughs> and did that I think I asked one question and I got seventeen minutes worth of <laughs> it probably was. footage and stuff. I know. You guys love the Vicky show. It's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> we joke bit. about how we need to have like our own little T V show. I where think we just you do. Chat. I would watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not sure many people would understand us, but we'd have fun. <laughs> well, that's that was the other thing I was going to ask. Um, and excuse my ignorance, but your wh- whereabouts? I'm just trying to <laughs> get the dialect and the accents right, and yeah. I've got um, I'm failing miserably. <laughs> so, where is your accent from? Pretty much where we are. So, oh, okay. Um, I'm from Gloucestershire, which yeah. is the next county north of where we are now. Yeah. So. I guess my accent is relatively neutral with a little bit of what we'd call farmer twang, a little bit of West Country twang. So every now and again, okay. especially if I've had a few more wines, Excellent. Um, that, might, that might come to the fore. And, you know, there are certain words I say that are a bit more West Country than, like what? than others. I don't know, to be honest. Um, I get told when I've done it, but I yeah. <laughs> that probably was then, actually. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm 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 regionally this southwest kind of area. That's where I'm from. Okay, and currently we are sitting in Susie's house in Bath. Well, right. no, we're just outside. Well, yeah, of Bath. just outside of Bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what everyone else outside of this area is going to know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, we're yeah. in the sticks, but let's call it Bath. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, Bath is beautiful. Yeah, this this it's area is isn't it? amazing. Yeah, Bath is just a stunning city like so old as well and so yeah. many old buildings that have been like preserved like a real old Georgian city like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old like some of yeah. the buildings are from like 400 AD and stuff it's ridiculous really yeah it's it's an incredible 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 town and I think the lovely thing is when you you've been up on one of the hills because it's in a bowl as well which yes is incredible for like looking at but hard to get out of <laughs> so hang on she's just stole your um, wine Excuse me, that's Susie. my wine. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I convinced I her to have a drink. You. You've like been I'm... gone too long. Little interruption there while well, Susie Cheatham tried to steal my wine, but we're back <laughs> on track again now. Anyway, back back to historical being amazing. Yeah. So being in the like the bowl thing that we've got going on mm. means that it's such a stunning place to look at, and especially when you're up on one of those hills looking down at the at the town, the city, it looks incredible. But yeah. you've got to get out to do any training, so yeah. every day has got to be up a hill to go for a ride or for a run or whatever it is. So yeah, tough, but I quite like it. <laughs> it's so we went to Prior Park. Okay, yeah. Uh, last night, and um, I took the drone up there and everything, and then you just looked down and then took the drone up. Yeah, and yeah. It just, but the so I was saying to Susie, it's it's bizarre for me because so say I'm live in Melbourne, and if you see a building like a Bath building in Melbourne, um, which I was saying, oh, you know these sandstone kind of buildings, yeah. and they were like, uh, they're called Bath Stone. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> get it whatever (laughs) but a similar thing we should have put you on like the big red bus tour and then you could have like really learned yes (laughs) although rob is um he's been giving me a lot of history lessons yeah i'll leave it to him he probably knows a lot more than i do (laughs) 
you're doing all right so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, winging it. I'm winging yeah, it. No, you, I'm, I'm convinced, <laughs> as if I'm going to know anyway. I'm going to make it all up. I'm going to come up with some great bath facts, and they're all going to be lies. Excellent. I'm okay. Well, I don't even... play a game. Is it true, or have I made it up? Go, give me no, one. Go. I can't Do think, I can't come think on. that quick. Um... <laughs> Oh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't think of anything right now. It's too much on the spot. <laughs> All right, just breathe, think it over. We might come back to it. Okay. But that's given me an idea. Maybe we should play games on this podcast. Yeah. What kind of game could we play? We don't have to play it right now, but give me ideas to make this podcast better for the next person. Beer pong? Because <laughs> listeners would love the to listen to The sound of beer the pong. ping pong ball landing in the <laughs> splash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot the splash. Is beer pong a thing in the UK? Yeah. Yeah? Well, it was when I was a student. I haven't played it for quite a long time, if I'm honest with you. Okay. But, yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, right. I think so. I don't think it was very big in Australia. I think it was just just beer. Just beer. Without the pong. <laughs> beer was big. Let's, yeah, be- and still it's is. still big. Yeah, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, We have managed to go on several tangents in a short amount of time. Yeah. And I can't remember... I, Oh, no, We've not so, really talked about anything. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> the show It's the show about nothing. Oh, do you know Seinfeld? No, never uh, been in Seinfeld. How old are you? 31. You should never ask a lady that. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I do as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Would we call you a lady? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, but no, yeah, it's 31. Very proud. Thank you very much. <laughs> what did you do for your 30th birthday? Ah, uh, oh, non threw me a surprise party. Wow, um, nice so, work. So, yeah, I... I got to about like a couple of weeks before and... Because you were living with each other was, then? Yeah, we were living yeah. with each other. I was still up in Leeds. Um, Reese wasn't living with us, but was at our house most of the time anyway. And, and Reese is, for those people so who don't know him. So boyfriend and now coach and all the rest of it as well. Yep. Just just does everything for me, poor lad. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I hadn't really thought too much about it. And I got to like 10 days, two weeks out. And I was just like a bit of a freak out. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be 30. This is like a big milestone. I don't have anything planned. I was like, oh my God, I should do something. And I was like lying in bed and I was just having this rant at Reese that like I needed to, you know, what should I do and I should organise something and just having a bit of a, like having a moment. And um, <laughs> he's sort of, you know, being really nice. It's like, it's okay. You know, this, we'll go for a meal on this day and you can do something with your friends on this day and like sort of calming me down. And then the next day um, I get this message from like all the girls like, so you're going out with us on your birthday and we're going to do this and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. So they've obviously got something planned. And then as it turned out, three days before my actual birthday, um, Reese took me to a restaurant and everyone was there and they had thrown this massive surprise, surprise party for me. Oh, and that's cool. My parents had come up and at that point they lived about three hours away and my best friend who lives in Cardiff, that was about four hour journey for her. Oh, cool. With her child and her husband as well. They'd come up and yeah, it was amazing. And I bawled like a little baby. Like oh. it was bizarre. So. Yeah, that was really, really cool. So I've got about another 18 months until it's Non's 30th birthday to work out what I'm going to do for hers. <laughs> Throwing her a surprise birthday is probably not, not going to work. work. Now, I know. So yeah. you've got to do something, though. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any ideas? No, don't no, give it away. Don't any give it away. Ideas, no. But like I said, I've got about 18 months to work on it. So yeah. it's got to be pretty good because they did a really good job. Yeah, and that's cool. And they got cool. me an awesome cake as well. What kind of cake? It was like two layers and the one was carrot cake and one was chocolate really yeah one of our friends in Leeds her uh, mother-in-law runs like a bakery yeah and does like custom cakes and they got her to do like a custom cake for my 30th it was nice yeah 
Very nice. Friends in the right places. <laughs> I like that. Gun to your head, though, chocolate or carrot cake? Carrot. Really? Yeah. I would, you know, I've changed. Probably until about ooh, five, six years ago, I would have said chocolate. Chocolate anything would mm-hmm. have been like my first go-to. But now with cake, I reckon, no, I reckon carrots, carrots got it. A wow. good carrot yeah, yeah, so you can have some bad carrot cakes. Yeah, but you can have like chocolate. You can get it a bit dry and crumbly. And then like, I'm not really a big fan of that. But, uh, well, to be honest, I'm actually not a fan of cake. What? Full stop. Cheesecake? What? Give it to me. No, no. The, the rest, yeah. I don't think we can continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> we obviously have nothing in common. <laughs> We're pretty much fueled by cake 90% of the winter. By so, cake. Yeah. Well, so, but I love muffins, which are basically okay, just mini good. cakes. Yeah, they are. So how come you don't like I the don't cakes? know. But you know what? I'm not a big fan of ice cream. And it goes against like, I know, right? It goes against virtually everything. I have a massive sweet tooth. I always have done. It's like my biggest battle not to just constantly eat sugar. Yeah. Um, I have to at least keep it, you know, somewhat under wraps. I never cut <laughs> it out. I'm never that stupid. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I do have to keep it a bit under wraps. But yeah, ice cream, it's just one of those, I can take it or leave it. Like, I'll eat it. Really? Yeah, I'm just like, meh, ice cream, meh. So, so you're in Italy, it's 35 degrees. So you <laughs> I'd have a sorbet over an ice cream. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, lemon have... sorbet is... Yeah, I, I agree. A lemon sorbet is the best. But I'd still... Yeah, it wouldn't be like... I'd be like, oh my God, I want, I want a sorbet. I'd probably have an ice lolly over a, over a sorbet or an What's ice What's an ice lolly? Like literally ice that's flavoured. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. Like popsicle or whatever yeah, they call okay. I don't yeah. know. What, I don't know what that translates to in <laughs> Australian. Icy pole. Icy pole. Okay, yeah. Yeah, ice pole. That'd be about right. Yeah. What about uh, pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? I do eat it if it's there. If it's, you know, presented to me, I won't turn my nose up at it. <laughs> but it probably won't be the pizza that I will choose off the menu. What would you choose off the menu? Uh, usually something like a nice mushroom, parma ham or prosciutto, yeah. spinach, that kind of thing. Or occasionally I like to go in for the calzone. Ooh, controversial. Yeah, controversial. You can get really good and really bad ones. Yeah. And yeah, good calzone is awesome. Do you, um, so I went to New York at Christmas, New Year. Um, that has nothing to do with the story other than I like to tell people I went to New York. <laughs> Many congratulations <laughs> on your recent trip to New York. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, no, but one of my favorite things was just trying out, because I love pizza trying out every different pizza <laughs> and but it's 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 a different pizza there yeah and then back back home um and i don't know what it's like here but back home we i think we overdo the pizza like we put too much on it sometimes yeah. like you can overdo it sometimes just a good old margarita is the best right I don't, no? I don't know if a margarita is the best. I don't know if I could agree with you on that, but I can agree with you on overdoing the toppings, okay. definitely. Like, right. you don't want a pizza that is, like, mush because there's so much weight on top of it. It's just sunk through the base. Like, that's no fun. Mm. Um, but, yeah, go to Rome. Then you're really having the, the best pizzas. Like, that's well, probably the best pizzas I've ever had. When I in Rome? Them. Yeah, amazing. Okay. Well, so on our... <laughs> Sounds like I'm just like country dropping. <laughs> and then I went to this country. <laughs> well, you know, women in triathlon, uh, you know, you earn a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I'm in yes. it for, you know. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. We're all rolling in it. Um, <laughs> what you say is we're drinking cheap wine and beer. In your executive studio <laughs> in Susie Cheatham's front room. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but we, uh, on our honeymoon, we spent about uh, eight or nine days driving around Italy. We didn't oh, actually right. get to Rome. Um, <laughs> Were you meant to get to Rome and you just didn't make it? Or? Well, it's <laughs> a good question. Um, the way you said we didn't get to Rome made me sort of think that it was planned. And then, well, you know, we didn't make it. Well, no, I said it because you talked it up. Uh, and now I'm disappointed that I didn't go because I love pizza. <laughs> And so now we need but to. I've not been to many other places in Italy, so you know maybe I I you know over talked Rome because I haven't seen what else ah, about it. You have no comparison. Yeah. Have you been to Florence? No. Well, <laughs> don't even talk Sorry. to me. <laughs> um, but we travelled around Italy, try and we didn't have anything planned, which was awesome. Sometimes you know sometimes. You would probably know because you have to be so organized when you travel for... Oh, yeah. That's me. Organized all over the place. Okay. We'll get to that. <laughs> but it's sometimes nice just to go on adventure yeah, and not yeah. have to worry about taking bikes or being anywhere at a certain time. Absolutely. And that's how we did Italy. And just said, oh, we fancy doing this today. And off you went. It was Sounds unreal. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. And because I am um, an organized... Well, no, actually, I'm not organized. I am with work, but I'm... I want to do a thousand things in a day. So it was quite nice to just go with the flow a little bit. Normally he doesn't stop very often. A little bit. Yeah. Unless I'm forced to. <laughs> um, let's go back to your organisation. Not 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 a key factor. Well, not so much. <laughs> um, it's not been one of my strengths throughout my life. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think my when I was younger, especially, like growing up, I did every sport. Did obviously all school stuff, all school work was important as well. Like I was definitely someone who wanted the good grades as well as doing sport. And I had you were an all rounder. I was one of those, yeah, yeah. annoying people. And <laughs> I yeah, a bit of a perfectionist on that level. Like I didn't want to not have good grades and and all the rest of it. So to fit everything in, my mum essentially had to be like walking, talking diary and sh- chauffeur and chef and organizer and all of that. And so yeah. she did that for me so that because I was already doing like huge amounts of schoolwork and school sport and then extracurricular sport and and all of that so she did so much for me that when I went off to university if I'm honest I don't think I was ready to deal with that on my own and I didn't do very well at all for yeah right quite a few years I was I was a bit of a mess really and uh, I think any coach or anyone who had anything to do with me at that time was probably just tearing their hair out because they could see that I was someone who had you know a bit of talent but they couldn't get a hold of me properly to do anything because I was just all over the place um, wow. So it's taken me quite a long time to probably kind of find some semblance of being an actual adult and able to, <laughs> you know, do some some uh, organisation of my own. And I'm not terrible at it anymore, but I'm definitely not the best. And I, yeah. I do still have people who keep me in line. Reese again, that's one of his. Uh, Did you book this? Have you sorted this? Have you replied to that email? <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I just forget. Um, yeah. People email me and then I, I'll think, oh, I'll reply to that later. And then I never do. And then I think, oh, two weeks down the line, I should probably reply. That's really rude. So You've always been good to replying to me, so thank you. About 90% of my emails start with, I'm really sorry for yeah. delaying getting back to you. <laughs> it's just a cut and paste job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, do think I've, I do think I've got better. I mean, like, for example, I used to finish packing about 10 minutes before my transfer was due to like take me to the airport and that kind of thing whereas now I'm like nearly always done the night before or as much as can be done the night before nearly nearly always you need one or two things the next day before you can before you can pack but yeah I don't I don't cut that too fine anymore so yeah right I remember the first time I ever did that and finished packing the night before and I was like I don't know what to do with myself this is amazing it was it was like someone give me a gold star right now (laughs) this is amazing (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, no, as, as a general rule, I'm not the most organized, probably not one of my, uh, my strengths. But I uh, see uh, organized chaos is okay as well. I reckon. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And I think it's never been something that's like stressed me out or worried yeah. me. Like I think I can deal with that quite well. And yeah, it's no, I, I know it's bothered other people a lot more than it's bothered me. Yeah. There's yeah. been like other coaches I've worked with in the past who've they've hated it they've been like vicky you're all over the place and how can you expect to perform well when you can't you know get everything in line and get yourself in order and it's just i never really understood that yeah I'm, like, well, I'm fine I, it's okay yeah yeah didn't, didn't didn't bother me um but i i guess i do like being a little bit more organized now maybe that's just age old Growing age up. yeah finally it's... hit 30 and i'm a bit more organized <laughs> it's but it's it's true i always um much to the beat of I, I work best under pressure. So yeah. if you give me an hour to do all of my packing, you know, yeah. I'll get it done. Whereas if you give me five hours, it's, yeah. you know, no, it drags on. And, and I think, you know, that, that for me crosses over even into like triathlon. And I think, I think I do actually quite often my best under the highest pressure situations and stuff. So I think that maybe that is just how I, how I thrive, you know. There you go. Look at that. All insightful Gosh, and stuff. Gosh, that was deep, wasn't it? A little <laughs> bit. wine. <laughs> yes, just uh, just convinced her to uh, crack open a bottle. You, you refused for a little bit. I did. I held strong, and then you broke yeah. me. <laughs> um, it was insisted that I had some wine. It, it was because yeah. th- this is you know you've done your training for the day, uh-huh, and it's uh-huh. time to relax. And and red wine is good for you. you know, it in is small quantities. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just not small. Like we're having a dinner party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I find that I constantly talk about alcohol on these podcasts and I don't know if it's my influence or the athlete's influence. <laughs> the chicken yeah, or the egg? Could be either. I don't mm. know. It's definitely you today. Um, I've got... <laughs> got it. So we're... I was going to say we're in the UK, but that's pretty standard for you. Not so standard for me. Um, and you walked in with shorts on. I did. And it's freaking it's freezing. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's summer woman. You actually, you know what's really funny? When you came downstairs, I almost thought you looked cold. The way you were stood, the way you were holding yourself was like, I'm I, cold. I was nervous to meet to meet <laughs> you again for the second <laughs> time. Oh, God. Um, there is I nothing have, about I you. I've got a hoodie on, though. I've got a hoodie and shorts on. But, um, yeah, it, I mean, it's like nearly 20 degrees. That's quite... Would we say it's nearly 20 degrees? All right, you I get think back today to me. It's been like 19 degrees. It might be really? now. Oh, oh, 19. There we go. It's not 20. It's in <laughs> oh, the no, teens. It's, it's dropped down to 16 now. Oh yeah, it's see. getting late. It's getting late now. Well, yeah. Well, I I forgot how light it gets. Um, yeah, it stays light a long time, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. and so early in the morning. I found and when I used to train abroad a lot, and I was in Australia a lot through like the winter. Yeah. I did that a few years in a row, or through our winter and through your summer. Yeah, yeah. And I'd come back to the UK usually sort of like April, May time. And that was always the biggest shock for me was coming back. And the jet lag, I never found too bad coming that direction. But just the, the daylight change just really threw my body. Like I couldn't cope with the fact that it's so much lighter for so longer. Like normally, it's, I mean, it's all to do with your circadian rhythms, isn't it? When it's, you know, it gets dark and your body knows that it's X amount of hours till it shuts down and all yeah. the rest of it. And you just have to get used to the fact that you're going to go to bed and it's not going to be pitch black. <laughs> yeah. Even though the sun goes down at about half nine, it doesn't actually get really dark until probably like 10, 30, 11. Yeah. Um, and then it's light at four. Yes. So it's, yeah, you need good good curtains in the UK or good blinds to yeah, like yeah. shut it out. Yeah. 
And I'm going to Iceland in... Well, there's no, there's no darkness there at the moment, I don't think. Yeah, I think... Yeah, all day. But, but And I was also looking forward to... I mean... I'm going to get this wrong, but the the northern lights and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I wanted right. to go and yeah. take photos you won't and stuff. See them, but I don't think no. No, it needs to be dark for you to see. Yes. That. Yeah. So I have to like get up at two o'clock in the morning or something. And make, well, I think you would probably stay up at that point though. Yeah. Are oh, you because yeah. Aussies, as far as I'm aware, is a bit of a generalization. Uh, early to bed and early up. Uh, I mean, I think that's yeah. a bit more of a Gold Coasty. It's type definitely thing. a Queensland thing, yeah, for sure, um, for sure. There's a lot of this kind of you're active before work, and then yeah. you know you go out and do whatever you want to do before work. You go to work, then you come home, and then yeah. you bed pretty early. Yeah, but yeah. That's I guess to do with your daylight over there. Daylight and um, temperature yeah. is conducive to get yeah. it done. Yeah. So if you were, you know, if you're a nine o'clock to better, then yeah, you could do that, and then get up, at have two a nap, and yeah. get up again. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm staying you know up or getting just, out. You could just get on the beers and a few wines and maybe a few gins, and then you'll be raring for the lights at two a.m. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you know, photography and is, they'll look even better. Yes. I'll be like, oh my god, I'll be too busy looking at the sky and I haven't hit the um, shutter button. Actually, it's not called a shutter button. I should know what it's called. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> don't ask me. It's your job. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, it's one tiny part, one part of my job. part of your job. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. That's not fair. We don't want to, you know, pigeonhole you. You do a lot of things. Yeah, not, exactly. Exactly. You know, let's not be harsh. Yeah, yeah. back off. All right. <laughs> uh, you and Non still really good mates, even though you're not yeah. living with each other anymore. Yeah, no, do you see a massive often? buster. Yeah. I, I had to leave. I moved four hours south. I read it in the magazines. In the, in the, <laughs> do you call them tabloids over the here? tabloids. Yeah, yeah, I read them in the tabloids. Yeah, Front cover. Shocker. Huge. What did no. she do? It was her fault, right? <laughs> it was... Um, I've said it a few times and it's all a bit serious and a bit cliche, but it was, you know, it's a real, I think, testament to us and our friendship that that is never changed. And yeah, I don't think would have changed no matter what had happened at the Olympics. Had it been the other way around, had it been a disaster for both of us, whatever had happened, you know, I don't think it would have changed what we went through to get there, living together for three years before that and yeah. qualifying together and going through the injuries together and the good times yeah. and all of that, you know, that... There was so much there that wasn't just about triathlon. We have a, a what I really do consider a true friendship, and so I I don't think that would ever have changed. And it just it just became time for for me to move on and do something else. And yeah. Especially for Reese, he'd been in Leeds longer than I had, and was keen to sort of continue pursuing his coaching career. And there was an option opportunity for him down in here in Bath, where yeah. there wasn't as much sort of opening up in Leeds because Leeds is so established as it is not much was was going to be changing there whereas we're sort of starting something new here and obviously Susie already lives here but there's not a huge amount here in terms mm. of the triathlon setup so yeah. you know there was a, a, a gateway an opportunity for Reese, and so it seemed like a, a good time to move but yeah I really miss her and I miss that group up in Leeds and yeah um just the girls around me all the time and yeah I had an absolute amazing three years up there and yeah I, I do like I said I really miss them and I'm just lucky that I have got some friendships out of it that I think will always be there and whenever I see none it's just the same as it always was and yeah just wish I could see her a little bit more <laughs> yeah do you so I mean one of the things that I love about triathlon and I know this podcast isn't meant to be about triathlon specifically but which is weird because anyway. <laughs> <'Cause> it's triathletes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Triathlon is part of the WITSA acronym. <laughs> but anyway. 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 Um, you, one of the greatest things that I find, um, you know, f for myself and age groupers are the friendships that yeah. you, you form. But 
speaking to a lot of elite and professional athletes, that seems to be the norm for them as well. And that seems pretty apparent with you and not especially, but obviously other people as well. Oh, I think so. And I think as an elite, I mean, I I, I agree with you. I think it's a massive part of the the age group side as well. And one of the reasons I think triathlon is so good, um, it's such a great community around it with people that do find these friendships and have these relationships within the sport. But Particularly in individual sport. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. But with the elite side of it, I think because we invest so much and it's so much of our time and, you know, we're training 30 hours a week and you want, you need really people that kind of get that and are on the same page as you with that. And that, you know, we up in Leeds, for example, we would go for dinner every week maybe and it would be a group of girls who are all absolutely dead on their feet but just go out and don't talk about triathlon and talk about normal things and just hang out. But we all get it. We all know yeah. we want to eat quite early because we're tired. And we, then we want to go home and go to bed early because we've got to get up for training the next day. And, you know, we all have friends that are outside the triathlon as well. But there yeah. is this special bond, I think, that knits you when you all know what each other go through. You appreciate the, the injuries and the wins and the highs and lows and all the rest of it. And, yeah, you know, seeing people who've been horrendously injured come through and do great things is just so rewarding. And when you feel like they're your friends as well, that's, you know, it's really, really nice. Yeah, it's very cool. And so I come from a team sport background and you said that you played a lot of sports yeah, as yeah. well growing Everything, up. Yeah, yeah, everything, yeah. So I assume team sports yeah, were part of that too? Yeah, hockey, all that stuff, yeah. yeah. And I, so I never thought, and I've mentioned this before, I never thought that I would get into an individual sport because that was one of my favourite things about being in a team and yeah. the person next to you yeah. has gone through exactly what you have. Sure. Um, so I never thought that I'd find myself doing an individual sport, but that's one of the things I love about triathlon is that, yeah, it's individual, but... It, there's, there's a so team much. within the individual totally. sport yeah absolutely. and i think that's one of the things that great britain actually do within itu sport definitely um I, mean, I can't really speak too much outside of that because that's my only experience but yeah we have a real team kind of thing going on almost and yeah. it's something that british triathlon have never been shy about saying is that we approach big races especially as a team yeah that's um, cool you know they've employed um a domestique kind of tactic in certain races before and they you know they've been quite open about that and it means that, you know, we have certain people who are on our funded program who are there specifically to perform that kind of role. They've been brought in because of their specific set of skills, if you like. Yeah. Um, so we are a team anyway. We have that team kind of atmosphere. We're not just a group of individuals who stand yeah. on the start line wearing the same suit. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, quite a lot more than that. And there's, it was really nice to hear a couple of the newer girls into our program talk about how lovely it is to be involved in it and how there there's a couple of girls who've only just sort of been funded this year and yeah within the last year or two and they're you know mid to late 20s now and they've sort of come into it relatively late and both of them have said you know I always looked at this group of girls from the outside and wondered what it would be like and now I'm sort of part of it and can't believe I've been welcomed and that it's it is that unit that it looks like from the outside and yeah that's really nice. That's kind of like, that makes you feel like, oh, actually, you know, we're doing something right here. We've got a nice little culture, a nice yeah. little ethos, and we all bounce off each other quite well. And we've got some big characters in there as well who uh, keep Who's us one of the big characters? I think the biggest character is Jess Learmonth. Um, okay. So she's probably not that well known for that yet. Yep. Okay. Um, but she's absolutely hilarious just one of the funniest people i think i know um and she and can get a word in between you and non oh she can hold her own easy <laughs> and you know we were talking about like regional accents earlier she has the best one as well she's a very regional she's a leeds girl 
so she has that northern accent give, as well. give me a Leeds accent. Oh, God, accent. I, can't, I get lynched if I try doing that. Oh, yeah, but as if <laughs> I'm going to be able to do it. All I, all I know, the only accent that I know that I, well, I can't do, but I know in my head is Vicky Pollard from Little oh Britain. Oh, my God. You know, yeah, but, no, our, but... uh, our head coach used to call me that when he first uh, when he first met me. He used to call me Vicky Pollard. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure if that was just because it was around the time that Vicky Pollard was kind of big, yeah. if you like, yeah, with okay. Little Britain. Or I love whether it's because he thought me... that I was like her. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll assume it was just because Little Britain was big at the time. But yeah. What, no, what I'm not, was I'm her accent? What was she her? was... She, she, she Essex? Was just, no. Yeah. No, I think yeah? she was. Yeah. Just okay. like a London-y kind of Chav accent. We'll go with that. Now, Chav is like Bogan. Bogan. Uh, okay. So... Is Bogan Australian? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure it is. I've never heard it anywhere other than Australia. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I think Chav might be pretty exclusively British as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But Chav, <laughs> Chav's been thrown a lot this weekend, around this Has week. It? But I don't know if that's been thrown at me or... <laughs> <laughs> Who by? Susie. <laughs> oh, okay. That's all right. Not just by strangers on oh, the yeah. street or anything. You just Chav! Pointing at me, calling jab, me a jab, jab. No, okay. Because <laughs> that's obviously what people do in the UK. <laughs> yeah. well, I, it doesn't get reported, but it's quite a problem. <laughs> I'm just... I'm <laughs> choking, choking on your beer there. On my crisps. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to ask. Um... I knew you'd be so easy to talk to. Thank you. Yeah, you're... you're um. You're, I don't struggle for words usually. You really don't. I love it, though. No, it's good. This is what this podcast is about, yeah. just talking shit. I did, um, I did a little bit of the commentary for Leeds last weekend. Or yeah, I didn't see ago. it, but yeah. I heard you did a great job. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I, the only thing I've sort of really heard from... I mean, people have been really nice to me, but I think, obviously, they've got to be nice to my face. They're not going to turn around and say, Vicky, you were terrible. Um, uh, yeah, so no, everybody, yeah. When anyone talks to me, they're quite <laughs> you know nice about it, but... The thing that most people say is, yeah, that poor guy commentator couldn't get a word in, which is about right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what? We need to hear more female commentators well, anyway. So, I agree. There was yeah, this funny, there was, um, there was three of us, two females and a guy, and the guy did very little. It was just me and Annie, the other girl, just chatting the whole time. Oh, did you enjoy it? Loved it, yeah. I lo- I, I've done a few bits of it before, Yeah. Um, and it is something that I'm really interested in, and I'd like to think that maybe beyond my actual athletic career, there'll be something for, for me in that. Yeah. Um. But I would obviously have rather have been on the other side of the barriers, like competing. Yeah, of course. Um. But it was kind of a pretty good consolation prize that I got to go and talk about my, you know, my specialist subject instead. Really. <laughs> you, you came as the expert. Pretty much. Well, yeah, I yeah. It. I guess it's a scary thing to think that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it was funny actually because I Helen Jenkins commentated the women's race and then I did the men's. Okay. And uh, I didn't know which one I was going to do before I got there, so. Obviously, what? I like to think I know quite a lot about the sport anyway, but I kind of gend up a little bit extra on what was going on. Good. So I, you know, done my research. I think I like sometimes it. some of the commentators don't always do as much research. Oh, as I they think that's fair to say. Without being, you know, rude <laughs> or calling anyone fierce. out, but I think sometimes a little <laughs> bit more research could be done. So I'd done, you know, I'd done my homework, and um, in the men's race, I was sort of they kept coming to me, you know, as this sort of like expert in inverted commas uh opinion and especially early on on the bike i kept saying you know if the boys keep away until they get into the city center loop in the town then that's when the gap's gonna go and they came into the town and it was six seconds and i was like if they don't go now i'm gonna look like such an idiot because i must have said about five times by this point if they get into the town they're gonna go no one's gonna catch them and i was just so gleeful as the as the gap just like strung out i was like yes 
nailed it. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think I'd have been asked back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been it. You would have, you would have just hung in in shame and so not come back anyway. Fortunately, I got it right. <laughs> so, so you reckon maybe uh, post triathlon career, that's a that's something you'd be interested in? Yeah, definitely. And I haven't really thought about it too much. I haven't kind of. Uh, Sorry, we're just doing a fear, <laughs> top fear up. exchange, top up. We'll have to top up your wine in a second. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, I think um, it's the one thing that I do really enjoy doing that's kind of outside of triathlon. It's just something that I can see myself, you know, going into. But I'm not sure if there's, you know, a full-time career in being a triathlon commentator. It's a tough one. It's potentially a tough one, so I may have to branch out a little bit and uh, we'll see. And, yeah, I don't, I don't think about retirement too much at the moment because I think if you t- put too much time into thinking beyond the sport, then actually you're kind of almost preparing to move on and you're yeah. not really in the moment still. You're not really focusing yeah. in the same way. Um, it is quite, I guess, all-encompassing what we do. Um, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to kind of, I have, you know, occasionally have a little think about what comes next, but then I sort of try to put that to bed a little bit and get back on with the day-to-day grind. Yeah, right. What would, what would you be doing if you weren't a triathlete? Oh, God knows. Let's um, say in an ideal world. Yeah. Uh, well, when I was really young, I wanted to be a ballerina. But, you know, I was like four. So I think doesn't every little four-year-old want to be a ballerina? I don't know. <laughs> I definitely did not. I think there's photos of me oh, at home in the photo album of me in the tutu just <laughs> crying. Just, I don't want to be here. Uh, I want to be playing no. football or cricket well, with my brothers. Yeah, I did all that as well. Got hit in the nose with the cricket ball a few times and all the rest of it, you know. Yeah. it basically, through most of my childhood, I wanted to do whatever my brother did because he's two years older than me. So I spent most of my you time... You just got one brother? I've got um, another older half-brother and half-sister who are quite okay. a bit older than me. So yeah. for a lot of the time growing up, it was me and my brother who's sort of two years older than me. And uh, yeah, I was that absolute classic kid who just was trying to always compete with with the older brother and wanted to do everything he did. And whenever he had friends over and whatever they were playing, I wanted to do what they did. And so yeah, I guess I'm I'm a bit of a contrast. I was this girl who was like, I want to be a ballerina, but at the same time, I'm going to chase my brother around and catch him. (laughs) So, you know, any, anything competitive was always my thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, going back more seriously to what I might be doing if I wasn't doing triathlon, I think um, I probably would have gone into something like physio. Yeah. I think um, when I chose my degree course at uni, I couldn't, do physio because at the time physiotherapy wasn't really done at any of the sports unis any of the, any of the unis that are more renowned for their kind of sporting culture yeah and you know i really wanted to go somewhere that would make it easy for me to to continue in sport they didn't there wasn't anywhere that did physio there wasn't yeah, right. i could combine the two so i chose human biology on the basis that i could then convert that later on and go into physio if i wanted to yeah so when i started my degree at 18 that's kind of what i thought i'd probably end up doing at some point yeah right and then uh, i finished my degree decided to give it a year of trying to trying to crack it in triathlon because at this point i was pretty dire you know we're talking like I was basically an age grouper, really. I mean, you know, that's not to say age groupers are dire, but for someone <laughs> who can now run, you know, 33 minutes in a in a Olympic distance 10K off, off the bike, I was running, you know, 40, 41 minutes off the bike. So I was, you know, a world away, shall we say, from where I am now. Probably a lot of that was down to too much of what's on the table here, wine and <laughs> beer and all the rest of it. And just, just being a student, you know, I, I lived I lived that student life and I lived it well, I should say. Um, but yeah, I decided post-uni, I wanted to 
actually get a bit serious about it. And within within that year of leaving uni, I'd um, I joined Darren Smith's traveling group and uh, things had the D squad, as it was, yeah. I love that it's called the D squad because that, by the way, was a joke that got out of hand. <laughs> so one of the guys, this is this, it never gets talked about. The, the name was literally this accident that sort of wasn't really supposed to happen. So we decided in the group that we were going to get some T-shirts made, going to like one of the World Series races, like the Sydney World Series race. And uh, one of the guys in the squad at the time was an Aussie guy called Dave Matthews, and he. Uh, Oh. He knew someone who could like get the t-shirts done and so he was like kind of doing it and he was like, yeah, but we need something like at the top, like, you know, like a group name. We were all like joking about what it should be and um, none of us could come up with any- anything and in the end he was like, ah, we're just going to go for D-Squad and it was like, we all thought it was really funny. It was kind of like this joke Yeah. and then it just stuck and then it's just for me, I just find it hilarious that it's still, you know, up until that kind of finished around the Olympics last year. It was still called the D-Squad and it was never really meant to happen. It was just this accident that was like, oh yeah, we'll call it the D-Squad. And we all thought it was hilarious because we sounded so stupid. And then <laughs> now it's almost like, it's a thing that there's all these different like groups that have got like names and it's like, oh, really? <laughs> wow. I love <laughs> just it. I think it's funny. I love some randomness. Yeah. I, yeah, I love stuff like that. Like, Nick, what's your nickname? Do you have a few nicknames? Uh, most people probably call me just Vix or Vixter. Um, do you like being called Vix? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really mind. I've been called yeah. worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I struggle. Um, I well, I love a nickname, yeah. but I struggle calling someone who I've just met, especially in, in my position. Um, like the best example I can give is Craig Alexander. Yeah. Um, do I you st- call him Crowy? Or, no, or, because no. because I'm media. I. I don't want to seem fangirl. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Or too, like, over-familiar, I guess, yeah. before you know them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but so I do noticed... you have to wait for him to tell you, no, call me Chloe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> call me Vix. Yeah, but, it, but then I see how you sign off on emails and stuff, yeah. and you signed off as Vix, I think, yeah, a couple I of do, times. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool, I, I can call that. I have got to the point almost where it feels weird signing things off as Vicky, especially if it's someone that I've actually met and spoken to. Like, not yeah. many people actually, like, face-to-face call me Vicky. Yeah, right. They call me Vic or Vix or, you know, like I said, Vixter. Um, I like Vixter. Yeah. I'm that was, that was that. Yeah, that was, that's quite an Aussie thing, though, I think. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Darren used to always call me Vixter. Oh, really? And, yeah. Daz, you mean? Daz. 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 <laughs> See, I don't think I ever called him Daz. <laughs> Because it, it's so Aussie, isn't it? It's so Aussie. He's Daz. so not a Daz either, though. Dazzler? Yeah, he's not a Dazzler. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, no, so for me, he was always Darren. But yeah, that's very British of me there. Darren. 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 <laughs> what do you think? I asked Susie this in... Um... Oh, no, anyway, I'm not going to say anything else. Because uh, I don't want to put anything into your head. Okay. Look at you're like looking at me like, oh, hey, what is this I'm, going? I'm worried about what you're going to ask. No, don't be worried. He's not. A... But what do you think is the most... British thing about you that people outside of the UK you know what you're probably better off asking someone outside of the UK what they think is my you know what what, you know sells me as this Brit yeah Um, Usually it's the tri suit that you're in there. Yeah. Although you know I've I've had some questions about that given that it says Holland on my tri suit. Um, Really. I'm not even joking. An athlete who shall remain nameless for this podcast. Name it. Name it. Name I don't want to shame them. Okay, um, him or her? A her asked me, after knowing me for about a year, why it said Holland on my tri suit. 
Oh like, my god, that is Because it's my name! <laughs> but I thought you were British. Yes, yes I am, yes. So she didn't but, even know what your last name was though. Well, obviously not, so I wasn't really sure if she was joking. I don't think she was joking. I'm not sure if something got a bit lost in translation, but yes. Yeah, so. Okay, lost in translation. So yeah. someone who doesn't speak English very well. Well, I would hope not. <laughs> even worse right a little bit uh, funny i don't know what's my most british thing probably lots of tea i drink tea yeah yeah but do you guys drink herbal tea or is it just no, english breakfast I, yeah i'm i'm a big fan of english breakfast earl grey is a really british one as well but i'm i'm a, oh. I'm a bigger fan of the of, of english breakfast i tried earl grey today and it's, i'm not a Does fan Susie drink earl grey well, I, I don't know if she drinks it very often because she... Just she, has it in the house. <laughs> yeah. Well, she is very much like, meh. Yeah. It's quite a strong, like, flavour, Earl Grey. And yeah, for it's... me, tea should be almost, like, inoffensive, warming, because let's be honest, it's not normally warm here, and it was raining all morning. Yeah. Um, You know, quite comforting. You can sip it, have your ginger nut biscuits with it. It's just a win. So is is high tea a big thing here? Is that, like, a fancy <laughs> thing? Oh, we all do that every day. <laughs> Abby. <laughs> Do you know, I've never watched that show. Have you not? Nah. Oh. But I've also never watched um uh what's the Oh my god. You're looking at me like I should read your mind right now. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> give me a clue. Um uh they kill each other. Um Oh, Game of Thrones. Yes. Oh, have I got that pretty quick? Come on. They Look, kill each other. We're playing a game. Yeah. Did... There you go. Um yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, tea drinking and Dipping my ginger nuts in it. <laughs> they don't, are ginger biscuits, okay? Don't ever called. say I'm dipping my ginger nuts in it. <laughs> if you said that to a Brit, they wouldn't think twice. Really? Well, yeah. What do you think is the most Australian thing about me? The fact that you're wearing a hat right now. Really? <laughs> is that true? I love hats. But is yeah, that right? hat inside. I think that's quite a... Oh, is that rude? That's no, rude, oh, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. I think we're a few few you know centuries past that now it's yeah. all right you know, my gonna... grand would smack me around the oh head. really oh yeah, oh, yeah she's no. from wales oh okay yeah, yeah. Wales? I, I don't know i no i don't know no wait what's yeah, cardiff a... is cardiff in wales <laughs> yeah um cardiff I... is the capital of wales it's only about an hour uh, from here maybe it's from the... really yeah i was there yesterday just an hour down oh yeah oh maybe that's what's in my head then because <laughs> that's, that's what, what you, you text me um <laughs> Did begin with a C, like Carnarvon or... Oh, I don't know. Whatever. We'll play but, this but, game another day. <laughs> but, she, but oh God, I'm just trying to remember back to when I was a kid. So this is so ignorant of me. I can't believe I'm admitting this. <laughs> I'm but, preparing myself for no, what you're about to say. No, like, it's not going to be racist or anything like that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, no, no. But the, is the Welsh flag the one with the dragon on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've so, got to get this down before you speak to Non, by the way. Like, you're going to have to get your Welsh facts, like, pretty ready when you okay. speak to Non. So she's Welsh then. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this is... This White is, Welsh. Like, she speaks Welsh. Quite. So that's a language. <laughs> no, I knew it was a different language. Um, the only word I know, but I don't know if it's a, a Welsh word or whether that's just... You know... Um, Actually, do you know what? I'm not even going to go down that track because it's talking about... Anyway. <laughs> I, I can't... I can see this bit being slightly edited out of nope, your podcast. No, this is all raw. Ah, okay. But, no, I'm just trying to remember what my... So my grand... 
used to call her house. You know, you, you put names on houses, so it's not like just five Smith yeah. Avenue. It's my parents live at Yew Tree Cottage. You know that kind of yeah, thing. yeah, very nice. Yeah, but so <laughs> she used to call um her house Avalon. Yeah, but um, what's Avalon from? Is that Shakespeare or something? See, I don't know. No idea. Maybe it is a Welsh word. I am not fluent in the language. It's like a whole nother like alphabet, pretty much. Yeah, they right. Have, like their vowels are different. They, do they do a lot of? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the UK is. This is a test for me. Okay, the the UK. Go back to basics. Right. Yes. You remember, I'm all the way on the other side of the world. Well, I know what Australia is. <laughs> do you know the eight states and territories? Probably could. All right, let's do it. Okay. Uh, you've got ACT. What do you call it? ACT. Yep. yep. I thought you said ATT. No, no, no. ACT. Yep. That's where I lived. That's the one I know. Queen's, Did you? Yeah, in Canberra. Um, oh. When I was in Darren's group, that's where we... Oh, yeah, changed. of course. That's where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Canberra, which is an ACT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up for me. <laughs> Ollie over there, just so you know. Queensland, <laughs> New South Wales. Uh, Victoria, um, WA, uh, Northern Territory, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. That's where Darwin is, right? Darwin is yeah. the capital of the Northern Territory. And then, um, where's Adelaide? That's in the south. What's that called? Southern Territory? <laughs> no, no, but think, uh, go even more basic. <laughs> the south. <laughs> Well, you. Uh, I do know this. It's, I'm sure you've I already do. said a similar one. Uh, South Australia. Yep. Yeah. And then is Tasmania its own one, or is that? Is Tasmania? That is the state, and that's where I'm originally from. Whoa! There you go. Yes. So you've done well. I don't know how many I got there. Eight. But... No, you got them all. I'm impressed. So now we'll go back to the UK. Yeah, now I'm going to let you down miserably. And you miserably. can name all however many counties that we've got. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the difference between a county... like County is like a state, but ours are all really small. So what county are we in at the moment? Actually, that's a really complicated one because we're uh, right on the border. So we're yeah, on the border see? of like three different ones. So Bath sits in like the corner of a triangle of three others. So it sits in between Somerset, Wiltshire and Gloucestershire. So it's like right on the corner. And here we're in Wiltshire, but Bath yes. is technically Somerset. So we're like right on the edge here. See, it's confusing. Yeah, so, so that, you yeah, can that's forgive a tough me. one. Yeah, yeah, that is a tough one. I'll give you that. Okay, so let me try. Okay, United Kingdom. Yes. And is in with all the politics stuff that's going on at the moment, <laughs> has any of this changed in the last no, five the, years? No, the borders and all the rest of it, it's the same. For now. I think it'll stay for, for a while. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but you guys also thought there wouldn't be a Brexit. Oh God, don't let's not get into that. We'll be here for another few hours. <laughs> <laughs> I pretend that I know. Like I've learned a couple of things from Chelsea Handler, who has a show yeah. on Netflix, and that's all I know. Anyway, <laughs> okay, United Kingdom. <sighs> so hang on. So we go London, Scotland. So why why have oh, we gone for know. London and Scotland? Because one of those is a city and one of those is a country. Well, see, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, England, Scotland. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, that was yeah. a dumbass move. Yeah. Yep, thanks for patronising. That's all right. Um, it came too easy. <laughs> it, yeah, I know. England, Scotland. Um, so because it's confusing between United Kingdom yeah. and Great Britain. Yeah, I agree. Um, great. So okay, what did I say? England, you Scotland. England and Scotland. You've got you, two. There's four. Now, there's not. 
Northern Ireland is not. No, or is. Northern Ireland is. Dublin isn't North Ireland, is it? No. Okay. So Northern Ireland's got... What am I missing? We've already been talking so about bad. it. There's a flag with a dragon on it. Oh, Wales! Ah! So go. then what's Great Britain? Great Britain is the whole thing. So Great but Britain... But there's something else, though. Great Britain, well, to be honest, the United Kingdom is actually uh, not including Northern Ireland, but Great Britain is technically Great Britain and Northern Ireland. But people just call it Great Britain. But it's GB and NI. So when we race like at the Olympics, technically we are GB and NI. Yeah, but... Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> that was the most Australian thing right there! No, that was Vicky yeah, Pollard. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but, yeah, but... Yeah, but not with an Aussie accent. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but... Do we say yeah, but a lot? Yeah, but. <laughs> oh, God, I'm never allowed back into Australia. Shit. I love it. Um, No, <laughs> I was about to say no, but. <laughs> um, However. Yes. At the Olympics, you've got Ireland as a country. Yeah. And Great Britain as a country. Yes, but Northern Ireland are part of Great Britain at the Olympics because it's GB and Northern Ireland. Oh, but Southern Ireland is, Southern is just Ireland. Ireland. Is Ireland. So confusing. <laughs> There's only like four things to remember, but it's still really I confusing. Know. And what, to be honest, I do think it's confusing as well because then you get like the football, and in football, we, we compete as England and England and yes. Scotland and Wales. But then in, for example, triathlon, we compete as Great Britain, yet really we're actually the UK because we don't include Northern Ireland in that the Northern Ireland athletes represent Ireland. So it's that so it is confusing. That, yeah, that blows it completely out of the water a little bit. And even the Northern Irish athletes actually have competed in triathlon at the Olympics for Ireland rather than competing for Great Britain. So that again is just like it's it is confusing. So have you ever competed for England? Uh yes, when I was like a kid doing like cross country but also commonwealth games so commonwealth games no, we split ourselves I up i thought okay yeah i don't know why <laughs> this is way too deep for, for, for us i don't know who thought that was a good idea did we need like more countries in the commonwealth or something like so they just decided to like spread us up? I, I don't know i don't know why it happened it it's didn't. very confusing it was way before my time that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i was not involved it's not my fault in the decision i just live with the consequences <laughs> Do you think there's much consequences, really? No, I think the only consequences is it's actually easier for us to make teams because, for example, especially in the female triathlon, if you go back to, like, Glasgow, I probably wouldn't have been selected for the team at the time because, at the time, Jodie, Helen, and Non were all better than me. Yeah. Um, but Helen and Non are both Welsh. So I only had Jodie to sort of compete against. Oh, so they couldn't race in the Commonwealth Games? No, they could, but they were racing for Wales, so getting selected for the team. Oh, I wouldn't have okay. even got selected if, at that point, if it hadn't been England and Wales and Scotland. Instead. And then a few years later you get the bronze medal. Well, this is one of the things, actually, I always say. I, I, I got a bronze medal at the Commonwealth Games because then, ironically, both Helen and Non were injured. Yeah. And I knew, even winning that bronze medal, I was actually still only the fourth best Brit. So at that point, I wasn't even going to the Olympics. It's mental, hey. So I knew I had to step up, <laughs> frankly. So, yeah. So I did. So you, little bit, just a so touch. So I did. <laughs> so I thought, wow, I, I'd really quite like another Olympics. And I want to go and have a shot. So yeah, we uh, made some changes and here we are. And I got a medal. Whee! 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, I know it's been spoken about heaps, but I'm so fascinated about the sprint for third and fourth. <laughs> like, it's just, in, in what other sport have you ever heard yeah. of something like that happening? I know, and I think it kind of just adds to our little story, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the, a cool me story. And, Ron and, and, you know, you won't find another result where we finished that close. We've raced each other countless amount of times and there's no other Is race right? where we finished. I think it's like the two, three seconds in the end. There's no other race where we've been that close. And it had to be at that race, didn't it? You know, the that big one. Mental. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. And I think for me, I worked out quite early on on the run that it was going to be me or her. Um, wow. And Non says she didn't even really think about it until probably the last, like, KK and a half. Yeah, right. Um, she'd been kind of more worried about... Um, Barbara, who was running sort of not that far behind us, and Moppy wasn't that far behind yeah. either. And I think she'd been more kind of worried about not letting other people back into the race. Whereas yeah. for about 5K, I kind of thought, nah, this is coming down to us two here. Like, this is, I felt like that we'd broken whoever else was kind of behind us and that it was going to be us two wow. and that Nicola and Gwen were that far in front. So it comes back to those, you know, we said earlier about like kind of performing under pressure. Mm, I think. Mm. Even though that was a really high pressure moment, I think I was really clear on that at 5k into the race. I was going into the run. I was going. This is this is going one way here. It's going to be me or her. Yeah. Um. And I'd also had um like a stomach upset that day as well. So I was sort of struggling a little bit with the running, and I wasn't. You know, I felt really good. Like my my heart and lungs felt good. I felt in control. My legs felt really good, but my stomach did not feel good. And I was sort of wow. That was kind of my my limiting factor on the day yeah. in the run. And. I I felt like if non kicked hard from a kilometer out maybe that she's probably got a faster K than I have. Yeah. But if it came down to a sprint, I felt that that would be my forte, you know, my area and Yeah, right. For me, I was just thinking if I'm with her at the blue carpet, I'm just going. And basically I took one step onto the blue carpet and ran like I've never ran before, didn't look back. Um That's yeah. so cool. And got there first I guess and wow it's it was so bittersweet I mean the first thing I said to her yeah. was I'm sorry um and the first thing she said was you know don't be silly congratulations and yeah and I just said I wish it could have been both of us because that would have just been that fairy yeah. tale end for us given everything we'd, we'd gone through but you know this is elite sport and it's not like that but and, and, and this one of the things that I find really interesting is so many people have said and you just said as well it was bittersweet and yes yeah. I get that but I think what would have been even more bittersweet is if you had an amazing day and she had a mechanical. Yeah. Like at least you guys could both walk, and I guess more so her can walk away with going, well, fuck, I gave it everything and yeah. I did everything. You yeah, know, definitely. you'd hate to go there and something I mean, shit pull I, you out. I said to her like almost straight away in an interview, and at the time I, I, I regretted saying it straight away. I was like, you're going to be so proud of this at some point. Yeah. And I think that was probably at that moment, you know, so raw right then. It had been 10 minutes or whatever since mm. we finished the race. And I remember thinking, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. That probably sounds really like patronizing. You're probably overcompensating yeah, or something. Yeah, but I do think whether she feels that now or whether that will be something that she feels in years to come, I really think that you'll look back and go, yeah, but fourth of the Olympics, that's pretty bloody good. Like, yeah. you know, it's not to be sniffed at. And also at your first Olympics, I think, People forget that there is a real trend, especially in triathlon, that it happens second time round, third time round. You know, my first time I came 26 after a crash. Yeah, right. So, you know, she yeah. she just bowled in there and came fourth. That's pretty good. You know? It's not too shabby. Yeah, exactly. You got, remember, Gomez had a fourth before he got a silver and 
Johnny, sorry, Alistair was, uh, what, 12th or 14th before he won the next time. Yeah. So there's yeah. a bit of a and spirit. She didn't win the first time either. She was in the top 10, I think, but didn't didn't win. And then has come back yeah. with two podiums. So there's a bit of a history of coming through on the second yeah. time, second time rounds. And she's young enough as well. So yeah. I think we'll see more of none. <laughs> I like it. You're like a PR rep. I as know. Well. God, <laughs> I don't even live with her anymore. <laughs> you basically just called her for the next Olympic gold champion. Yeah. You, you heard know. it here yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna have to wrap this up because we've spoken for a long time. Uh, well, mainly you, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what you're here for. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> um, and and we've got barbecue chicken waiting. There's barbecue chicken wait- waiting, and they call it bry in South Africa. They apparently, do. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the questions I do ask everyone, and I've said this the last two podcasts, that I'm starting to feel like maybe I'm not going to ask it anymore because it does seem very self-indulgent. You get a rubbish answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're very good at – well, we know you're good at talking, but you're very um, – no, no, no. Like, we all joke around, and yeah. yes, you're good at talking, but you, you – um, and I'm not doing a very good job of it right now. <laughs> what are you saying, woman? I don't know. No, but it you're very comfortable in front of a microphone. I think your goal yeah. of um, possibly doing some commentating is a very achievable goal because Thank a lot you. of people clam up in front of a – and I'm very lovely and people still clam you up. You are. <laughs> I um, did not clam up. <laughs> you did not. Um, no, but one of my questions was I'm, I'm really keen to find out from uh, the elite and professional athletes what they think about WITSAP and what we're trying to achieve and do you see it actually helping? And I want honest answers and I want to see how we can improve because we're here for yeah. you guys basically. No, I do. I think I see more and more. I see a presence that probably wasn't there before um, and you know, it's something that's probably I'm more and more aware of. I see you at more things. I see more reports coming through your channels. I see, obviously I said to you, I've listened to a couple of the podcasts already. So these kind of things I think are really cool and I think are important for our sport. You know, one of the great things about our sport is that we are not 100%, but quite equal. And I speak more from an ITU side than the long course. I'm not involved in the long course side and I know that's a separate issue, but we... We've always had equal prize money and equal numbers into races and, and all of that sort of stuff and e- equal opportunities within the media as well. So that's that's great. But I think that is still an element more so in the long course where actually someone championing the women's side of it is really important. And yeah. I think what triathlon can do for people in the outside world, if you like, outside of our little bubble, <laughs> our little elite bubble, um, yeah. people who get involved, for whether that's fitness, whether that's weight loss, whether that's a challenge or whatever, I think it's really important to encourage women in because yeah. it is still worldwide, sport-wide, you know, there is still this kind of stigma that women don't do as much yeah. and that women don't feel as comfortable doing as much. And I think it's so important that there are, I don't want to call us role models, but... You no, know, you are you are 100% you know, can call if, yourself that. If people think of me like that, that is fantastic and I love, love that. It. And, you know, I think you championing that is really important. So, yeah. That's a long-winded answer. No, it's really nowhere near as long as your other answers. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, I appreciate that. And and um, it, it, one thing that I definitely want to get out of this is uh, to put you guys on a on a platform because you are role models, and it's very very important within triathlon With and wine outside. In hand. Correct. Hey. Moderation, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you very much for joining us in um, Susie's <laughs> lounge room. It's been dining a, room. A lovely place to do a podcast. Yeah. Shall we go eat? Let's go eat and Done. drink. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you. See, I bet you're trying to clap along, aren't you? Um, huge thanks to Vicky Holland for a great chat. Obviously, we could have gone on and on and on and on and on, but there was food to be had at the time. Please stay tuned. We will try and bring you podcasts every Friday for the next month or so leading into the end of the year. But I haven't quite figured out who we're going to go with next week yet. So stay tuned. Please subscribe, comment, provide feedback, all of that kind of stuff. Goodbye. Okay,